Sunji, hi there, and welcome everybody to the Topical City podcast. I'm Richard, and I'll be your host this week. Jesus Christ. He's, you know, so he, just so you know, he's not had it yet. He's, he's put that in <laughs> while he's on the call. <laughs> Is this why you were 15 minutes late? We <laughs> I guess because I'm the host this week, that makes it the Toppy Cool City podcast. Right, guys? Oh, what is happening? Is it, is it too early to set up like a separate splinter podcast for just me and Cam? You don't do a podcast for two weeks and this happens. Fuck it, hell. <laughs> Well, I'm joined this week by the usual Etty lads. You've heard them there already. <laughs> Leslie Cameron, say hi, Cam. Hi, how you doing? Oh, good, mate. Thank you very much. And James? Hello. <laughs> we never hi, have a, a week. Never have a week where both of us do an excited hi, do we? It's always, it's always one bad one and one good one. It's because we always record midweek and the, you know, the grind's just getting us down. That's it. So we're going to start things off by just doing a quick roundup of all of the City news that's happened since the last podcast. So after months of drama, City's number one transfer target, Harry Kane, said that he's staying at Tottenham Hotspur. City then get drawn into the group of death in the UEFA Champions League. City go all in for Manchester United legend Cristiano Ronaldo, who then ends up signing with Manchester United. His contract finishes in the summer of 2023. Pep then says that's not what he said after all, and he might end up extending. A certain Manchester City football player was arrested on multiple allegations of sexual assault. Statues of former captains Vincent Company and David Silva were unveiled. Trash Arsenal in their second 5-0 win at home in as many weeks. And then everyone breaks up for international duty, and we cannot give a shit about football for a good week or so. So out of all of that stuff there, guys, is there anything that caught your eye that you want to talk about? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the Ronaldo thing was quite interesting. Quite so polarizing. Were you all in when there was that particular night, wasn't there, where we thought we were going to sign him and all City fans kind of made the peace with it and started picking it up online? Were you one of those guys or were you still a bit apprehensive? I wouldn't say I was bigging it up by any stretch. Um, I think I was in, I wouldn't say the majority, but that, that sort of section of City fans where I understood why it would benefit our club for a short period of time. And for me, the most important thing is that the team does well. And if he wanted to come, like we'd led to believe, then surely that kind of says a lot about him being in quotes a United legend. So I'd, I'd kind of made my peace with it, but I wasn't thrilled. However, I think if he had come, I would have felt more satisfied than I did with the signing no one, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, no, it is a conflicting issue, definitely. Cam, were you on the same page a little bit? Or I was in charge of the Twitter, and I think I made myself very clear in the preceding days uh, when I constantly retweeted everything about it, just saying no, Tar. Uh, <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, the only reason I would have ever had him is to boil the piss over in Stratford. But yeah. other than that, absolutely, I was never for it. I didn't want it. Um, it. The allegations against him were a big thing, considering what happened in the uh, following days. Um, so uh, I think we dodged a bullet, to be honest. Um, having said that, he's in my fantasy team. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's fine in being in your fantasy team on the... 
red okay. side of Manchester or in Salford, if you will. So we'll go straight into uh, just a quick Arsenal review because we didn't do a podcast last week. Um, obviously, we battered them 5-0. We thought that would be enough to get Mikel Arteta sacked, but clearly they're just waiting for Norwich to give him a spanking as well. Uh, James, you were at the game, mate. Out of all of the goals scored, which was your favourite out of the five? Um, I've got to say I enjoyed them all, but I think the sweetest one was probably Rodri's. Just the way he kind of bent it around the man. It was going wide and just curled in, and the keeper didn't even move for it. I thought it was a lovely goal, and one he should probably score a few more of every season, I think. I guess that's why they spent $30 on that guy who's taking (coughs) several teams down, right? Are you talking about... (laughs) <laughs> we've not mentioned him before your favourite out of the five well you know I watched it intently um, <laughs> all night uh, I wasn't I wasn't on a bus to the big smoke while it was on uh, I didn't have a favourite goal I just enjoyed Ferran Torres shutting people up again more yeah. than anything uh, and I enjoyed Gabriel Jesus just killing it again so Pick any of Ferret's goals, to be honest, mate. I was just very happy he had a good game. Just out of curiosity, uh, James, which goal was celebrated the most in the ground? Oh, bloody hell, mate. I've slept since then. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I can't remember, if I'm being honest. It feels like a month ago since I've been. Well, according to uh, Twitter and stuff, it was probably Rodri's because the Arsenal fans were cheering as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they were saying. So, all stadium behind it was probably that one. Yeah, the 15 fans who stayed to that point, yeah, probably all joined in. Uh, who would you say your man of the match was then, Jim? Uh, for me, it's between two. Um, Cam's already mentioned Torres, who doesn't have the effect on the game that pretty much anyone else on the pitch does in terms of the overall game, but he does put the ball in the back of the net. So that's kind of what his sole job is at the minute. So fair play, he did it, and he got an assist as well for the Roger one, I think. Um, but Jesus, like, well, literally, Jesus. Um, I'm so enjoying him playing well at the minute. Like, Joe, there's just certain players that when when they just hit form, it just makes you happy. And for me, when I see Jesus playing well after all the doubters and all the shit he's had, that you know, to see him thriving in a position that we didn't think we'd see him in, never mind, we didn't expect to see him in the team anymore. Yeah. When he plays like that, for me, my match. Cam, Jesus has had two good games in a row. Has he proved the doubters wrong or is there still a bit more to come? He's never had to prove us wrong, has he? Like, we've always been on, we've always been a Jesus fan club here, even if he is a little bit inconsistent when he's up front. Um, it's too, too early to say in two games if he's proved the doubters wrong, but I, I can't have with James. I'm just enjoying that he's on a hot streak and uh, long may continue on the wing. Nice one. Well, for the rest of the podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little transfer window bookend. So we did a transfer speculation <laughs> podcast a couple of months ago, just sort of highlighting mid-transfer window, who we thought was going to leave, who we thought was going to come in, what our thoughts and all of that were. So we're just going to go back through and do a little bit of a sort of retrospect on that, what our thoughts are going into the rest of the season. Then we'll probably finish up with a Leicester City preview, just sort of pick a predicted team, pick predicted goal scorers, that kind of thing. But I think we'll start things off properly on the podcast if we just go right into the mystery game. 
that if that's oh. all right with you two guys? Okay. Oh, Sprung on us. Sprung it on you, yeah. I just want to keep you on your toes, that's all. <laughs> so uh, this week's mystery game is going to be speed dating. So Cameron meet James, James meet Cameron. You're going to be each other's dates this evening. Are we playing Mr. and Mrs.? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, should I say you're going to be each other's opponents this evening? Oh, wow. So this is how the game works. I'm going to ask a question and you have to write down a date as the answer. So you'll each have seven seconds to answer and show me your answer at the same time. The person who gets it closest wins the question. There'll be seven questions in total. And the person with the most questions right wins a coveted Etihad's point. Does that all make like, sense? Like a day as in a day of the year and not like a long walk on the beach. Exactly right, yeah. It's okay. not Zhou Yu here playing Dynasty Warriors, mate. Okay, good. <laughs> Very inside <laughs> joke there for just me and Cameron. Probably listeners that went over my head. <laughs> right, okay. So are you guys ready? Oh, I, need, I need to. He, he does have us writing on paper just to prove it. We do Is this over those backwards on the camera. I think it's it should be forward facing, you know, mate. <laughs> With anyone. Should we test anyway. it? Should we test it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's just go right into it. <laughs> All right. So, question one. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Is yeah. that the right so, way? Yeah, that's the right <laughs> okay, way. Okay, good. Just, do you want to just read that out for the... Uh, no, for the... that could be for us, can't <laughs> All right, you guys. So question one, the time that you'll have to answer will start from when I finish the question and then I'll repeat the question for you during those seven seconds. So it's a very easy one to start with and then they'll oh, get before, progressively not harder start, but uh, just more irrelevant. Yeah. You say this, if mate. You, if my you want to play... is the worst, so this is not going to go well. If you want That's to play along at home, if you want to play along at home, just get your own paper and hold it up against your stereo. <laughs> stereo? <laughs> I can't imagine holding it up to a phone. Like in my head, I went, a stereo is a very old piece of equipment, but it seemed more less insane to hold it up to a stereo than your own phone. There's a good percentage of the people listening to this that don't know what the fuck a stereo is. Okay. Who's that you? Just, just to make you feel old. <laughs> <laughs> right, question one. What date was Manchester City Football Club founded, which also appears on the current Manchester City badge? So I just want the year. So that's what year was Manchester City founded, oh, which gosh. also appears on the Manchester City badge. That's wrong. I know that is wrong. Right, everyone, show you. That's it. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Cameron, what do you put? 1884. And James? Well, my camera clearly faces the wrong way, but I've also put 1884. It faces the right way for me, mate. Don't worry about oh, it. It says, it says 4,881. <laughs> so you both answered the same answer. You were both wrong. And you were both... <laughs> I don't, why do we think it's 84? Yeah. It's 1894. Ah, come on. So you're just 10 years out there, guys. So nobody gets uh, an, an answer right there. So we'll just X that off. That's me peeking, by the way. When, when did so stereos bad. come out? <laughs> I think that's same year, to be fair, mate. Oh, it might actually be the answer to the next question. <laughs> so we'll go straight into question two. What year did Man City win their first trophy? 
fuck. That's what year did Man City win You're their correct. first trophy? All right, show your answers. Okie dokie, right? Okay, Cameron, what have you gone for? 1901. And James? 1905. So I can tell you that James wins the point here. He is wow. closest. He's out by one year. It was okay. 1904. What a guess. So, yeah. Well I'll say what a guess for a wrong guess. I guess you kind of knew-ish, both of you, like what you were looking at there. No, clue. <laughs> Just picked a number. <laughs> All right, so question three. What year did Manchester City last not win the League Cup? That's what year did Man City last not win the League Cup? And show your answers. James, what have you gone for? I panicked 2017. That's what I wanted to put, and I put 2016. So, Cameron, you really should have put what you wanted to put because James has got another one right. (laughs) Head on this time. It was 2017. As soon as I wrote the sixth, I knew. (laughs) (laughs) So, that leads us on to question four. What year did Manchester City first win the League Cup? So we've just done what year did they last not win it? And obviously we've won it every year since then. But what year did Manchester City first win? Oh, he's not lucky. It's fine. <laughs> James, do you want to show your answer? All right. So oh, James, shit. I, I James, what have you gone with? Completely. <laughs> I was thinking modern day. So yeah, my bad. <laughs> what have you gone for, James? He's plastic, I, went, I went for uh, 1968. <laughs> for the listeners out there James might lose a point there for lying <laughs> we definitely went for 2011 <laughs> which I don't even know if we won it that year to be fair but we could yeah I was just pure panic I hate this game no we, we had Mancini as our manager didn't we and we never won the league cup with him so yeah, uh, James, about that's wrong uh, Cameron you went with 1968 yeah, so Cameron, you're obviously closer there. You're just two years out. The correct answer nice. was 1970. So we've asked four questions, and so far, James is 2-1 up. So Cameron, you're going to have to pull this back in the next couple here, mate. So question five. In the Centurion season, what date, so full date, day, month, and year, were Manchester City officially crowned Premier League champions? Jesus. And that's not when they won the lifted the trophy. That's when mathematically they'd won the league. I might be a year out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what the year is. 2018? Go on, James. Show you, show you working, mate. So, James, oh, you've you gone for. <laughs> oh, fuck it up. <laughs> 14th of the 4th, 2018. And Cameron, what have you gone for? 13th of the 4th, 2018. This is spooky. So I can confirm that one of you is one day out and one of you is two days out. And James, you are one day out. It was the of April. Do you know what? I don't know why I'm doing this because these are complete guesses. (laughs) So James is 3-1 up. There's two questions left. Cameron, you can pull it back and tie with James, in which case I will ask a tiebreaker. But if you both draw, then I think it's a wash and nobody gets a point. 
that's oh, the, okay. The, the, the person who's not playing thinks that nobody should get a point. I yeah, I don't <laughs> mind. Yeah. Well, we'll put it to a poll on the Twitter feed and then I'll be the only one who answers <laughs> I can't it. Wait, this... can't wait for two people to vote on it. Is this because you don't have a decider question? I do have a decider question, but you might both get it wrong or get it right and then it's fucked, isn't it? So. Well, it'd just be closest too, wouldn't it? If we're Unless drawing at the end, right. if we're drawing at the end, James, I say we say the same answer on the tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So question six. So this time I'm looking for just the month and the year. So what month and year did Vincent Company score his first Manchester City goal? So this is in honour of his statue being unveiled. Obviously, a brilliant statue, by the way. What month and year did Vincent Company score his first Manchester City goal? Could not be guessing more. All right. I think you've both wrote an answer. Cameron, do you want to show yours first? It's called Cameron's Gone for October 2015. And James, what have you gone for, mate? I don't even know who's at the club, then. September <laughs> 2010. You don't have time to think these things through. I know, yeah. Well, if you think he joined before the takeover, didn't he? Yeah, but in my head, I'm going, when was the takeover? Because I've got seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe he just did score for ages. Good point, yeah. Um, I think, so James has won the, the wow. whole shebang. He's the closest. He scored his first Manchester City goal on the 28th of September, 2008. It was Ooh, in a 2-1 defeat to Wigan Athletic. Jesus. So it just goes to show you that was probably before the takeover really took effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so what year did you put Cam? For October 2015. <laughs> He's seven years out. I don't know. He wasn't he also scored one good goal. Two good goals. <laughs> I got September 2010, so I was a little bit closer. And just for shits and giggles, we might as well do the last one. Um what year um, was El Mago conceived into the world? <laughs> El Mago or El Mago Jr.? El Mago, the original, senior. And not David Silver's dad. Right, All right, Cameron, what All have right, you got yeah. for? 1989. 1984. He's not five years older than me. But He's that. not one year older than me either. He's not right. 32, is it? Well, I can say James has completely bossed this pretty much. He's a, a lot closer again. He was born in I was going to put 87. Ah. Uh, you would have been see, closer. If you look, it. you can see it as a, a straight line on the nine where I changed <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Fuck. I thought he might be my age, but where was my age? Not so. So there was well, a so much... worse or not? There was a much coveted Etihad's point on the line there, guys. And that means that James has won, if I'm not mistaken, his first Etihad's point of the season. Am I right? I'm on the board. Coming for you. He's on the board. That puts him level with me on one. <laughs> and Cameron maintains his lead for what? what presumably will be another week at the top of the leaderboard. What was the tiebreaker just out of interest? Uh, the tiebreaker, when I thought I was going to ask eight questions and I just decided not to <laughs> the last minute, <laughs> seven. The tiebreaker was, what year was the South Stand expanded to three tiers? 2015. 2017. Uh, Cameron spot on, 2015. Oh, it's really long ago. 
it's also known as the the debut of that South stand was also Equilin Mangala's debut in his only good game for Manchester City <laughs> against Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Your last question should have been what year was the stereo invented? <laughs> I could have Googled it, to be fair, but you'd have just heard my keys typing away while you guys were writing down. So that was our mystery game. Um, plenty more of that to come throughout the season, I presume. Glad none of us have gone for a debate yet. I, I nearly, very nearly half-assed it this week, but did a swerve at the last minute. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to review our transfer speculation. You're listening to the Topical City Podcast. Disagree with anything you've heard? Don't forget to let the Etty lads know at Topical City Pod on Twitter. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of this week's Topical City podcast. We're going to go into a bit of a transfer window roundup, kind of bookend everything off since that's now closed. So we did a transfer speculation podcast a couple of months ago, just thinking about some of the players who were going in and out of Manchester City, or potentially. And we'll see what we thought and where we ended up. So if we start with the players who we thought were going to leave the club, since none really did, um, and go from there. So Raheem Sterling, he stayed at the club, obviously. Uh, James, in the Transfer Speculation podcast, you did say that you were unexcited by Raheem. Has that changed after uh, the Euros and the start of the season? Um, no, it hasn't. And that's not to say that he's not effective, because obviously his, his goal return is amazing for us. Um, I think it's just a personal thing for me that I don't I said it I said it on the podcast when we did it that I don't get excited about him the same way that I would a Foden or a Kev and I think it's probably because I don't have the trust in him that he will put that ball on the back of the net when he's through on goal Do you have that and, trust when he plays for England? Um, no I don't because I think I just know him well enough I watch enough of him and his record for England is really good and, and his record for City is really good but he's just me from an entertainment point of view. Like, that's the only way I can explain it. I'm not saying he's not a great player because he, he clearly is. He's clearly super talented to do what he can do for the best team in the league and for the England national team. But I just don't particularly love watching him play. You know, he doesn't even beat a man with speed anymore, really. Like, that's the exciting thing, isn't it? And maybe that's because he's playing on the left. I don't know. But... Yeah, it was uh, really uh, frustrating uh, in that Spurs game. The only game he started for City, by the way, since the start of the season, yeah. watching him fail to to get past uh, Tanganga on the on that right hand side. But it's, it's, there's a list of right backs, and that's the issue with now, and they're all English as well for a start. Um, yeah, as a guy, I think he's top, and I think he's off the field stuff's brilliant. But yeah, he just frustrates me a bit. Well, none of us thought that he would actually leave and we did all think that he should sign a new contract at the very least because that would maybe give us um, a bit of leverage over us, ask for a little bit more money if someone like Real Madrid was to come in for him. Cam, uh, do you still think that or do you think that it's likely he signs a new contract? Should we be looking to offload him in the next couple of transfer windows? No, I still don't think we should get rid of it. We should only get rid of it for... A- Phenomenal fee because he likes he's still only what is he 27 26 if even yeah. that younger maybe 25 yeah he's, I think he's 26 he's, now yeah he's too good a player and, and he is just too inconsistent that's the problem um but I still think he's too good a player to just let go for 
40 million pound Ballard, Bernardo Silva was getting touted around for. So, yeah, I, I think it was right not to sell him. And he will come good. There's always a part of the season where he comes good and maybe that's the part where we'll need him to come good. Um, so I guess I guess we'll see. But I think it's right we didn't get rid of him. I think it's right that we tie him down as well. Well, a player who we thought would leave um, but hasn't, Bernardo Silva, he stayed. We got our wish. Um, are we still happy with this? Uh, do we think that, I mean, and he started in the same team as Grealish for two weeks in a row. So he's obviously not been out muscled out of the team by those muscular thighs. Are we still happy that? Uh, <laughs> I think we're just going to mention that on every podcast. Are we happy that he's here? Did we need a little bit of money for him? Like, what do you guys think? I'm very happy that he's here, and I'm especially happy that he didn't go for forty million quid to AC Milan. I I do wonder if, with what's happened with Ben Mendy, he does wish he left even more now. Because they were like best mates and stuff. So maybe he, he would have gone a bit more. But then again, it's all paper talking. You never know whether he actually did want to leave. Um, so I'm happy that he's staying. I'm happy that he's playing. And I'm happy that he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that he's there. I love him. You know I love him. And I'm just happy that he's still there. And he is. I did say that he wanted to leave, didn't he? He said it in a press conference. But he wanted to leave last season and look how well he played. So... That doesn't necessarily have to translate onto the pitch, does it? I think you've seen from these first couple of games how crucial he is to the team. He's, he's the, the cog in the system that ticks everything over. You know, I've, I've questioned before on the podcast about his output and whether we could get someone else that can be that cog plus have an output. That's the upgrade of Bernardo. Um, but look at there's not much, there's not many people out there that can be an upgrade on him because really you're talking a top 10 player to be able to control a team like that then have an output on top of it in terms of goals and assists so I'm really happy he stayed I think he's, he's proven how important he is to the team just in these couple of games It's quite a best friend duo that isn't it a racist and a sexual offender but uh... <laughs> allegedly allegedly I'll edit that out don't worry <laughs> Well, he stayed, even though he wanted to leave. Pep said, no sulky faces. That's kind of his mantra. I don't know if he said it specifically about those, but he's definitely said it about Sane in the past. And then he wanted to leave. He left. A guy who we know definitely wanted out of the club as well was Laporte. Again, we all wanted him to stay. Um, He started the last three games in a row, right? With Diaz at Mm centre-back. So he seems to have... um, Replace John. Oh yeah, I, I oh, heard the yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. That's why we lost. Uh, so he started. Stop the last hating team. on Ake. <laughs> uh, if you recall, I'm the president of the Nathan Ake <laughs> fan club. So if, anybody's, if anybody's got a right to say this about him, it's me. <laughs> uh, so Diaz and Laporte, uh, these are top two starting centre backs moving forward through the rest of the season. Now, that's so hard to say. You can't. We can't predict that right now. That's like trying to say, is this our midfield for the rest of the season when there's Kevin Phil To be honest, you, you could give a bit of a good shout about it because John Stones, it's not like John Stones hasn't been fit. He's been fit. He started for England straight away as soon, he was, as, soon as he was called up. So Pep's obviously chosen to start Laporte first. So yeah, we know that DS and Stones course. was the chosen partnership last season, even when Laporte was playing through rotation. 
So you could say that, make a prediction and say that he's going to be the go-to starter. I, th- I think he's the go-to starter until he drops form and then Stones is waiting in the wings and that's, that's how Pep's going to work it. Do you think it is just that Stones wasn't fit and then Laporte's been played too well to drop or do you think there's... I don't, I don't yeah, see yeah I, no, I, I think it's that. I think he gave Stones a prolonged rest. Gave Laporte game time partly because of that and partly probably to keep him happy so they didn't leave. And now it's a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or maybe it's because he's Spanish now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in your Eric Garcia. Pep, Pep's loving it. <laughs> he's got another Spaniard in the team. <laughs> so people who we thought was going to leave didn't end up leaving. They all stayed. A uh, player who we thought was going to come didn't come. Um, we'll go on to who we missed out on next. So I got one set though. You say players we thought were going to leave didn't leave. Did Patrick Roberts get loaned out? Or is he yep. still in? He Where's got loaned out to Troy's. Yeah, Troy's. Patrick Roberts and went and Scott Carson stayed, stayed, more importantly. <laughs> I predicted Derby, so I'm a bit upset at that. It's the last year for him with his contract as well. So when he's loaned in, he'll be on a free. But oh, they what's thought, the point? They no, did friends. we renew it? I thought I, thought I read yeah, it. Yeah, no, that was, that was a couple of years ago. That was, um, that's the French club that CFG bought, isn't it? And they took him, they took Sandler and is it uh, Palmer Brown, the American lad? They took, they took three of yeah, them. Yeah, Eric Palmer Brown. Yeah. I'm sorry to derail. Um. <laughs> Well, Cameron, I was just going to say, I think you'll find it. It's actually the correct name is Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Sorry about Derby. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to read because it has just only come to me and talking about the UDS um, reminded me of it. Did you see Romeo Lavia got put in the Champions League squad? Aye. But did he even, like, uh, you would have thought if any youth player that wasn't, I mean, he might be, I haven't seen the squad, but any youth player out of that sort of group that was going to be in it could, Based off preseason would be a dozy because he, oh, he played we so got Sterling, though, Grealish, and you know Foden. Um, Bernard. Well, Foden's not in the Champions League squad. Crucially, I don't think that's why there was a spare spot. I think is Foden that because he's out. is that not because he's homegrown or underage? Oh, that that's a good point. Yeah, it could be. Um, but then yeah, so that surely would be. Yeah, he's only he's only been there for a year though. He came from Anderlecht. Yeah, but you don't have to be homegrown to the Champions League rules are if you're under a certain age, you don't have to be registered. But but there's the homegrown thing as well. I play enough football manager. Yeah, but homegrown still counts towards your, your squad limit. It's just you've got to have a certain amount of homegrown players. They don't count outside of your squad limit. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm folding would be fine with it. Yeah. Well, James is our resident yeah. football manager expert. We'll, uh, we'll I'll contest that, that, but, but whatever. <laughs> Anyway, Harry Kane um, didn't come. Who? Who's he? He was our number one target, James, throughout the entire transfer window. Oh, we I only needed was, a striker. I thought it was Charlie Kane. I thought we were looking for someone <laughs> to make an office look good. Have you seen that picture of... Um... Fucking stay of him. <laughs> he has one client, which is his brother, who hasn't moved clubs since he was... 18 on loan or whatever. What does he do every day? Suit and booted in the office. 
And all of the pictures on the back wall behind him of his office are of him and Harry Kane. And, and <laughs> it must be a piss sake. It absolutely must be. No, it's not. But, Look at the state of him. Yeah. I can't I'm imagine that's happy. a family that's well known for having a sense of humour. I'm just happy I get to carry out calling him a mealy mouth bastard and I don't have to support him. Uh, <laughs> so, well, we'll go uh, straight into that then. Cameron, he's a mealy mouth bastard, so you're happy the transfer fell through in the end? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Why? Why not? The, the silver lining is that hopefully this means we're going to go for Erling Haaland. Um, if we go for Kane next year, I'm going to be pissed off because what's the point? But hopefully the fact that we don't get, they didn't get Kane this year means we're going to actually go all out next year. But I don't know how much faith I've got in that. Um, but we, we should have signed somebody. And if it was quibbling over 25 million for Man City, I don't know, it's a bit, a bit much, isn't it? Jim, well, you said you were wasn't. unexcited by this as well as Sterling. So yeah. you, are you happy it fell through? Do you hate the English? Is this what it is? <laughs> yeah, I hate my people. Um, just, just to pick up on what Cam said there, I don't think it was haggling over 25 mil because they said Levy didn't pick up the phone. So, But they also <laughs> said, you know, the papers said he did and then he was getting a final offer and then he was getting looking into... Yeah, but the papers said stuff. so much shit that... Exactly. How can so... you... Anyway, I'm, I, again, I'm in two minds with it because... Just as we said about Ronaldo, I can see the benefits of the team. Like, we've scored goals for fun. And I know we'll come off two final wins, so what am I talking about? But, yeah, there's just something so fucking boring about him. and He's not exciting. And when you've got a, a Haaland sat there who is literally a get-you-off-your-seat get type of player, he's that sexy signing, as we, as we mentioned. Um yeah, it just makes Harry Kane look so vanilla. But unfortunately, I would be quite surprised if we did actually go for... Actually, I'll rephrase that. I would be surprised if we got Holland next summer. I'm not expecting us to go all out for him um, because that's just not the C way of doing things. Um, when there's loads of competition, we're, we're you know, buyout clause FC, aren't we? Um, so... Or even when it's not that case, it's someone like Kane and there's no other competition. I can't see us getting into a bidding war I was, with the likes of United or whoever else. I was thinking, look, like, gen- genuinely, what are the competition now, though? Like, Because you do think there's going to be lots of competition for it. Chelsea don't, aren't going to go for it because they've just bought Lukaku. They don't play a two-striker formation, so they're not going to go out and spend £100 million on another striker. Barcelona can't afford him. Madrid want Mbappe. United. Madrid, Madrid could easily get both, mate. It's money though, isn't it? Can they, can they spend 120 million on Haaland and 100? Well, they were they were looking at hundreds of millions of pounds of euros for Mbappe this transfer window. Yeah, and he's free next transfer window. So presumably, and Haaland's 70 mil. So they'll have an. But it's the wage mil. structure they've got as well, isn't there? Like La Liga has a pretty strict way. I know Real Madrid circumvent that allegedly as often as they possibly can. But can they really afford two world superstar strikers in one window? Maybe yeah, they, maybe, maybe that's enough. I think they can. They'll have, they'll have Bale's wages off the box. Um, I think this is in the plan for them. Um, it's back to the Galacticos, isn't it? And 
Well, even so, they need someone to save that league, don't they? Even so, I count the only competition as Madrid and United. And I think we're in with a shot. <clears throat> well, it's just those why, two. Why are you ruling out PSG if Mbappe leaves? That's true. I didn't think of that. Well, but then just that, there's only four clubs in it. Well, <laughs> we'll think of a fifth in a second, and then, oh, then it'll be five. But, but just think of those. Think of those four clubs. We've got the soft underbelly out of those four clubs, haven't we? Because we've yeah. we've shown that we're not capable of getting a big deal across the line. And I obviously agree with this. It was a buyout clause, so that's different. We he don't has have. Haaland has a buyout clause, as a yeah, picture. right. But no one else went in for Grealish, really, did they? It was like I said, we either do buyout clause or we go for someone that we know we're going to get, and that doesn't seem to be the case with Haaland. So it's going to be a bit not bidding war, bidding war in terms of the package that we can offer. I just, for me, I don't feel that our ownership or our leadership has the stomach to go toe to toe with a PSG that have shown will blow someone out of the water a Real Madrid that have a history of blowing people out of the water, and a Man United that literally will just go for that stellar signing to try and paper over the cracks of Avinoli as their manager. Or to, to stop Man City from signing him. Yeah, exactly. Like, but for me, again, with PSG, that wage structure's got to be a problem again. Because How they've can you just say that after the summer they've just had. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly the reason why I'm but saying they do that. The, they do what the fuck they want. And if they lose Mbappe, that's you. The, the key but thing for City Mbappe, is definitely going got, to be wages. Like the, they've still the, got Neymar, how, they've still got Ramos, they've still got Donnarumma, they've still got everybody they've signed this season. I know it's a bit rich of us to be saying about financial fair play with the allegations against us and stuff, but they've got to be reaching that limit, even if Mbappe goes. They, they, they've got to be reaching a certain kind of limit there. But like you say. You can say all that, but also the, the the flip side of that is maybe because we were so weak this transfer window, they do go all out next transfer window and they just try and get that striker side. Hopefully, I hope I'm I hope I'm absolutely proved wrong. I would love Haaland. like he's been my number one choice. I think we but don't have as much competition as everybody thinks we do for him. I still I think knowing that how much I want him, he won't come. <laughs> but I, I think <laughs> I think we have a stronger position than a lot of people might think. Well, City are now without a striker for the rest of the season. I, I said in the transfer speculation pod that that would be a disaster. You know, down the road, we're going to have to sign other players, replace other positions, DM, left back, definitely now. Um, is missing out on a forward in this transfer window going to be an issue down the road? Can we defer that? Is it going to take some allocation of payment from another transfer window? Is that is that going to be a problem? Should we have definitely signed someone this window when we needed to? When Caldoun said we would replace Sergio Aguero, I think it it depends on how the start. I think you'll have to ask that question in a month because if Torres and Jesus are just banging the goals in, maybe we'll be able to look at it a little bit more favorably. Not in terms of Caldoun saying we should have bought somebody. We should have bought somebody. He should have promised that if he, if he couldn't bring it through, but. I think we'll all be a little bit less upset if they can continue the form that they've started on. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we'll move on to a bit more positive news then, because we did bring somebody in in the transfer window. We broke Who's out. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, mate. Jack Grealish, former Aston oh, captain. He, he got a great send-off by all of their fans when he left. You know, They were happy that he was moving on to 
better pastures, greener uh, grass, playing the Champions League and all that. The second best thighs in the biz, yeah. I, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> Who's number one? Like Zerda's Just don't. Really in it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts on his start to life as a blue? His first few games for the club. James, have you been impressed with how he started? I think taking everything into consideration, I have. Um, he's not lit the world up but he's had contributions and I think really would we expect him to come in and be that individual that has a masterclass or would we expect him to come into this system that Pep's created and he's part of the machine and really he's done that. He's, you know, he's provided a couple of assists. He's scored a, a very uh, comical goal, um, but also he's playing in a team that's really nowhere near at full strength. You know, if you think of the players that would be around him, last season Zinchenko was our left-back on that left-hand side with him. You'd have Phil, you'd have Kev. You know, you'd argue Sterling, bits of Aguero. He's playing with a completely different team around that side of the pitch to him. So I think the fact that he's settled in well enough to have a contribution at this point, I think he's quietly been effective. Cameron, what's your first impressions of him? I love him, man. I think... Might I might let him I might let him give him the honor of being my new favorite player already. <laughs> might, might let him do that. He's is it you that jinxes players when you? No, it's me. I was going to say I I just can't say it, or he'll literally be out in January. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's just excited, isn't he? Like even if he's like like we said the other week, even if he's like running at players and losing the ball, at least he's running at players, man. Like at mm-hmm. least he's and he does it after time. 75% of the time he gets around them and he's just excited to watch. I, I'm very happy that we bought him. Um, obviously, the England tax on the feet is not great. Um, but like I said in the transfer preview, we had to sign him. We couldn't let anybody else get him. So I'm happy we did. Nice, nice. Well, we mentioned Ronaldo once in this podcast. I'm loath to give him any more time. So we'll leave him out of uh, the conversation for this one. Uh, just in a one-word answer then, guys, um, given that we didn't sign any players for some much-needed positions this transfer window, do you think that we'll need to sign somebody in January, Cameron? If not sign loan, I, I think I, we'll, need to, we'll need to get some personnel. I, like, I mean, if not spending a load of money, we need some kind of cover for at least left-back. We need to get somebody in. James, what's your 100-word answer? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I heard my thoughts on it, but... Um, Just say no and move on. I don't expect City to make any big waves in January. However, if you believe what people say on Blue Moon, then we've got a big signing lined up. So take with that one, you will. Right, well, I will not believe anything that's written on Blue Moon. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> In my opinion, yes, I think that we'll need to strengthen at least at left back in January. So hopefully they're on that. They had about three or four positions lined up for centre back a couple of seasons ago when we signed DS. So, you know, do the same thing this January. Can't All right. Up. Is this a novel? <laughs> shut up. Right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll do a quick preview of the Saturday fixture against Leicester City. We may be fans of the best team in the land and all the world, but sometimes life isn't always great for everyone. 
You can make life a little bit better for someone else by donating to your local food bank. Visit MCFC Food Bank on Twitter for more information and for their GoFundMe link. Welcome back, everybody. So we're just going to do a very quick preview of the upcoming game against Leicester City. So their current form is they won the first game, lost the second one in pretty dramatic fashion to West Ham United, and then came back with a win against Wolves. Um, How do we think they've started the season? What are Leicester City's expectations this season, Cam? Uh, It's a bit shocking they lost to West Ham, wasn't it? I know West Ham are doing well, uh, but you do expect if they want to be... Rolling with the big boys, they got to beat West Ham. But it's Leicester, and uh, they can twat us when when they want to. So I, I don't think any sort of current form comes into play. If, if they want to turn up and we don't, they will definitely cause us some problems. What's a good result for them going into this game, James? Do they need a win or to, you know, are the hopes of getting a European place or are they happy with a draw? It's far too early to even worry about that, I think, at this point. Um, and I'd say the same for City as well. Um, we show, we, sh- we have shown that you can be way behind the curve and come back. And Leicester are really outfit and strengthened really well. Um, you know, especially in the attacking positions. They brought Vestergaard in at centre back, Patson Daka, they brought Luckman in on loan as well. Uh, their their firepower is you know massively bolstered since last season. And they've got a lot of pace on the break. So that's our Achilles heel, isn't it? Can I say, you say we, we've proven that you could like turn it around and come back. And I think Leicester have proven the exact opposite. You know what I mean? Like they, they do really well for ages and then they absolutely bottle it. So I think you say it's too early. I think they have to come and win. I think they have to put a statement down that they're here to beat the big teams because I don't think they've got that hoodoo where they just don't quite make it. And I think they've got... That's pressure at the end of the season, though, isn't it? I think... I think. Maybe really... so. Do you, not, do you not think winning against the big six the whole way through the season alleviates that pressure a little bit? Like, Well, I don't I don't know what their results were last season, but they beat us last season and that didn't change anything. So I, I, I think there's enough games in the season that they can get to where they want to be. And they're, they're realistic about it. If they got into Europe again, I think they'd be fairly happy. They're knocking on the door of Champions League. Like they're clearly making strides. They're there and thereabouts. They're going to win most games. They're going to lose a couple. They're not City or Liverpool where they're expected to win every single game. Yeah, I, I don't think it's crucial for them. Yeah, I think their big problem really is towards the end of the season, isn't it? They can, they can have a good start to the season, but it's whether or not they fade away towards the end again. Um, so, quick predicted team from me. Um, I think we're that Man City are going to start with Edison in net, Kyle Walker at right back. And I think we'll go back to a defensive partnership of John Stones and Ruben Diaz. I think Zinchenko will start at left back. Fernandinho anchoring the centre of the pitch there with Gundogan and Jack Grealish not out on the left, but this time playing in the number eight where we said he was going to play. And then for the front three, I'm thinking he sticks with Gabriel Jesus on the right. Raid Mares, false nine, and Raheem Sterling out on the left. So that could change, obviously, depending on any injuries or quarantine coming back from the international break. But Cam, if you were going to make one change out of that starting lineup, which would it be? 
I think you got to, while the golden boy's in form, you got to keep playing him, especially because he did so well for Spain the other day. Uh, so I think um, Torres will play instead of, I was going to say Mares, but I do think Mares will play because he didn't start against Arsenal. So I think Torres will start instead of Sterling. Yeah, it's his former team as well, isn't it? They usually like playing him there. Uh, James, who would you change out of that lineup? There's a lot of change in that team. That's quite brave for me, to be honest, mate. Um, maybe you know something we don't. But I'd, I'd probably uh, put Rodri in Profana. Hotel right. rooms booked at the Lowry, yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't think he does know something we don't, because he really keeps calling Riyad Mahrez Raid Mahrez. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, an in, it's an inside thing now, isn't it? That's, that's, that's not the only one. It's, you guys say Guardiola differently, and you also say Zinchenko differently. How do you say Zinchenko? I'd say Guardiola, yeah. How do I say Zinchenko differently? I say Zinchenko, and Richard says Zinchenko. Uh, and you both say Guardiola instead yeah. of Guardiola. What's right? I'm just airing my <laughs> grievances on the podcast live now, rather than saving this for after. <laughs> My opinion on pronunciation says as long as you know what the fuck I'm talking about, then <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, so my predicted score for this game, I think City are going to come away with a 2-0 win. And Raid is my uh, <laughs> <laughs> predicted goal scorer there against his old club. I'm, I'm thinking Mares scores uh, at least one of those goals. Uh, anything else that we've missed off this preview, guys, or the whole pod? Anything you wanted to bring up? We should say, I think we avoided it at the beginning. But um, if Ben Mendy's done what they say he's done, they should throw the bucket in and uh, throw the key down the drain. Uh, Agreed. For, for anybody who thinks we've wish washed over it and not addressed it, um, he's got, they've got to have a lot on him to have four counts brought up against him. Um, so throw away the key uh, and hopefully they'll never darken. City's door again. Well, the legal proceedings will start now, won't they? Hopefully soon. And uh, the victims will get a, the resolution they're looking for on that, hopefully. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been a good pod. And we'll Can see you. you. Hi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the brave. That's how we like to do things on this podcast. Uh, if that's if that's all, nothing else. Sunji, bye. Sunji, bye. bye.